beginning the Dharam Dachlan, the Gimel, Be'ezus Hashem, the new parak, and we'll begin with just a short introduction. And this parak is going to be discussing many instances in where one person is madir. He, ma- he makes a neder that his friend cannot have enough from him. So if Ruvain, let's say, says that Shimon cannot have any enough from me, there are three exceptions where Ruvain is still allowed to provide benefit to Shimon. The number one is what's called Mavriachari, and that is really preventing a hafsid. If I see that, if Ruvain sees that, even though Ruvain asserts Shimon to have any hana from him, if Ruvain sees that Lamaisa, something's coming to destroy something of Shimon's, he has the ability to chase that animal away. That's not considered providing benefit to Shimon. Number two is Lakim HaMitzvah. For instance, let's say returning a uh, returning an Aveda or Mavakar Chayla. So even though Ruvain said he's not, Shimon can't have any enough from him, if let's say Shimon gets sick, Ruvain can come and um, be Mavakar Chayla. Okay, and there's two different ways to understand why. The Ran says that because the his goal, Ruvain is fulfilling his mitzvah that he has to fulfill, and I, Shimon's getting benefit, it's only a benefit Mamela, which really leads into the third example. We'll get there in a second. And the Rashba says that the reason why there's a carve-out for Kima Mitzvah is a carve-out when you made the neder, you didn't include in your neder that if this, a mitzvah comes up, that Ruben doesn't want to lock himself off, close himself off from being able to do the mitzvah just because it involves Shimon. So if it's, again, Bikr Chaylem, so the Rashba says that, that it's not included in the neder mitzchila. And the third example is something like grama. Okay, the example that the, the mission is going to bring is that Mishnah later we're going to have is that let's say a person, let's say Shimon doesn't have any money, he can't feed his family, so Ruvain can go to a chenveni, okay, and arrange that uh, the chenveni will give food and then he'll end up paying the bill, and that is a grama. So those are the three exceptions to even though Ruvain asked Shimon to have any enough from him, we can still work it out. And the mission is going to start, so just keep those in mind. It's not going to be the, the acre case of the first Mishnah, but this is just concepts to keep in mind. As we go throughout a parak. Now, so the Mishnah starts that there's very little difference between if, let's say, Ruvain says Shimon is usher to have any Hana from me, or Ruvain says Shimon cannot have Hanas Michael food. There's very little difference. What are the differences? The only differences are that if you were, if you were Mudr Hana Mechaveirai, Completely, then you cannot have Jesus HaRegel, meaning Shimon would not be able to walk through Ruvain, Asr, Shimon, and all those things. Blanket. Completely Asr to have enough for me. Then Shimon would not be able to walk through his field or cross through his backyard as a shortcut, as opposed to if he was just Mudr, Himen, Michael, then Shimon would be able to. And the other difference is that when we talk about, let's say, the baru kalim that have no a hammer or things like that, that have no echol nefesh, so then those would be things that if Reuven Asr Shimon are having only hanas meichel, Shimon would still be allowed to borrow from Reuven. Okay, but everything else, and what really the theme over here is going to be discussed, is that in those days anything that had to do with money would automatically be turned into food, and therefore. Aside from the kalim themselves, but let's say if it was a, it was a keli that would, and the mission is going to bring this later, a keli that Ruvain would normally rent, and Shimon would pay money to rent the keli, even if it's a, a hammer. So then, if it's a renting situation, then then essentially Ruvain is 
saving Shimon money. And if ruling is shaving Shimon money, money equals food. And therefore, that's what the Mishra is trying to say, is that really there's very little difference, that almost everything, anything that can be monetized, fits into the category of food, and would now be usher, even if Ruvin said Shimon is only usher to have Hanas Meichel, Hemenu Meichel, Mudar Menu Meichel, that only food, that it would really include almost everything except for Kelim Shainis and the Hanachal Nefesh, like we said, in a place where you don't rent them out, so it's not it's not monetizable, or Dresa Saregel, okay, crossing through his path. Those are the only two differences. Lo Yashi Lenu, of Ruvain may not lend Shimon any of these kalim, these are sieves or millstones, things that are used in the preparation of food, the tanner or an oven. However, Ruvain may lend him a shirt, a ring, okay, uh, some sort of talus, a zamin, it's different. So again, these are, the Mishra is bringing an example of things that these are caves that you may not, Ruvain may not lend when he was mothering Henu Michael, which is enough of a kibra, things in the preparation of food. However, he can lend them any other regular kalim. And the Gemara is going to uh, really discuss in this Mishnah some of the specifications as we've spoken out. So that's the Gemara, Montana. Now we're focusing, the Montana is going to be focusing on who is the Tana that holds that even when Ruvain answered Shimon on all of his things, that Shimon will still be usher in what's called Jesus Arego, to cross to his field. Right? We said that the only difference between Mother Hanami Chaveira, Mother Menor Michael, was Jesus Arego, that Jesus Arego will be Aser, Mother Hanami Chaveira. So now we're coming to challenge that. Really? Is it true that if Rubin Aser Shimon all those things that Shimon cannot cross through his field, who is this Tana? Man Tana, Amr Rabba, the Parabra, Velazahi, this is Shitus Rabbelazah, the Tanya Velazah, Aymer, Afilu Viter, Aser, Mother Hanami, that even Viter, meaning Viter means things that nobody cares about. So there is a Machlekis between Velazah and the Rabban in regards to Viter. If nobody cares about it, is it considered, really, the, it's brought down in Balbasar, Machlekes, in regards to Chazaka, but also over here in regards to Hana. So Ruvain is answering Shimon on all of his things, so it would only be things that Ruvain, ostensibly, would be mocked on, but if it's something he doesn't care about, so it's not considered, it's not Misyachis to him, and therefore it's not considered that Ruvain provided this Hana to Shimon. That, that's what the Rabbanu would say. Rabbanu argues, Rabbanu says, but the Ezra says that, no, that it is, Viter is going to be us, or a mother Hana, and that, therefore, we're saying that our Mishnah, who says that a mother Hana mechavere, completely and entirely, Ruvain, Asher, Shimon, and all these things, that Jesus Rebbe will be us, or that must be Shittas, or the Ezra. And just to highlight this point a little bit, the Mepharshim discussed, they asked the question that, um, according to the Rabbanon, how could you say that Viter, how could, how could you possibly say that Viter is going to be mother? We know that there's an example brought down by, um, Let's say that the person is not going to have Hana from the cell of the Hegel. The Hegel is part of uh, Hectish. It's, it's Osir for a person to have benefit. So how could a person, we said it's Osir, to sit in the, in the cell? It's something that nobody's mocked about. Or, for example, what about cell shall Asherah? Asherah uh, Okay, so that is an Isr Hana. person is not going to have Hana, even from sitting in the shade. Nobody cares about that. So they explained that there's a difference between when the Chepitz itself is Mudr. And just really to, to bring this out, that... Over here, Ruvain created the Isra on Shimon, and he's saying, I will not provide benefit. Shimon will not have any Hana from me. So therefore, since it's on Ruvain himself, it's going to be limited to what Ruvain is Makbid on. And that's the way they explain it. So since Ruvain would not be Makbid on using the field as a shortcut, the Rabbanu would hold 
that it's not considered that Shimon had benefit from Reuven, because Reuven is not acting on it, as opposed to when there's an Isra. On the Chifetz, this Chifetz, for instance, the Besamikdash is also for anybody, the, the Chifetz of the tree of the earth, and Dachas is also to have enough from, so then we can't be Mechalic, and we can't employ, employ this sort. There's nobody to be Viter. Viter makes it as if you're not having enough from me. Okay, and it's based on the Gavra. Okay, let's move forward. So, oh, just one thing that the Ran just discusses here at the end, he just says that the Halacha is, brings on Mishim the Ramban, that the Halacha is like Rebbe Yezer, okay, the Amr Vitor Aser, Kimin the Sassam Tana Hasim Kosa, because of our Mishnah, so it's all over, whenever this idea of Vitor, because we now, when it's Yachis, our Mishnah, we attached our Mishnah to saying it's a Stam Mishnah and it's a Rebbe Yezer, so the Halacha is Rebbe Yezer, however, he also, the Ran at the end brings down the Rabbi Nochanan and the Rabbi Nochanan that says that the Halacha is like the Rabban in regards to Vitor and you would not be Aser. Okay. So now, on the next part of the Mishnah, we said that if Ruvain Aser Shimon to have Anas Michael from any of his food, he can't eat any of his food, so it, it extends past food and into any kalim that are used in the preparation of food. And Shimon, right, Shimon cannot borrow a sieve or some other uh, kalim that's used for preparation of food from Ruvain. Why is that true? Ruvain only said that Shimon can't have Anas Michael to eat. So why are we extending this to sieves? So Amr sieves and other millstones and things like that. Because you didn't really say, you can't eat from me. He said, you can't have the Hana of any food from me. So we're extending it. That you can't have, you will not have any Hana from any of my food. And it's not just that you won't eat, but you won't have any hana at all. And therefore, we're going to extend it to Kalim as well. Kalim shall oichel nefesh. So for Gemara says, one second. So if that's the Lashon he said, you're not going to have any hana from any of my food. So why don't we say that we're talking about a hana, not Kalim specifically, but it's hanas meichel. So what would be an example of hanas meichel? Meaning, how do you have hana from food and not, not through eating it? So that would be if, let's say, you use it for medicinal purposes, that you chewed up chitin, wheat, and you put it, so so let's say I chewed up, Ruvin chewed up a, some chitin, some wheat, and put it on Shimon's maka, that he had he had some sort of bruise, and this this would heal it. So that would be Hanas Meichel. But who says, Meichetesi, that it extends to Kalim? I'm a rabbi, but I'm a Hanas so what we really meant when we said Hamadur Amen Michael, it's this interesting notion of Hanah Hamedia Lidei Machilcha Alai. That what's going to be answered is any Hanah that will eventually lead to food. And with Nichal and that, we're now going to say that anything that is used in the preparation of food is considered Hanah Hamedia Lidei Michael. Now, the, so this basically what we're saying is now there's three of the shanks, the way we understand it. If he just, Ruben just answered him on plate straight up Michael, would only be answering to, for for him to eat, to eat, only usher for Shimon to eat Ruvain's food. If Ruvain answered him, then it would be usher for Shimon to even have benefit in for of Ruvain's food used in, as medicine. And then the third example is So then now Shimon is going to be usher. If he said that Lashon, he's going to be usher to have Hana also from any of Shimon Ruvain's kalim that could be used in the preparation of food. Um, there is, the Ram just brings out a machlekes in regards to in this Hanas Mechokhan, we got to this third level where we said it includes the Kalim, whether or not it's, it's inclusive of Yilas Chitin, meaning is Yilas Chitin 
specific to the Lashon of Hanas Machalcha, or in Hanas Hamivil de Machalcha, which we said that that's a Lashon that would answer Shimon to have enough rubins, Kalim that are used for Echon Nefesh, would that also include Yilas Chitim or not? Now, Amen, Papa, the Gemara says, Rapapa Saksakla Hevi Peiros, a bag to bring. Fruits. So now we're saying how far, Rapapa is going to show how far this Hanah, Medila De Michael, extends. It's not just a sieve or a millstone, things that are used in actual preparing, used in the kitchen to prepare the food, but even Sak Lahavi Paris, even if it's a bag to bring fruit, the Hamar Lahavi Allah Paris, or a Hamar to bring Paris, even just a basket. These are all considered Hanah, Medila De Michael, who, and would now be Asr. So, so how far does this extend? Baskets and, and sock and the chamor, there's also considered in preparation of food. What about What about, can I, can Shimon borrow from Ruvain, meaning with Ruvain, answered him, only on Michael, so it should be limited to things that are used in the preparation of food. What about, can Shimon borrow a sus to ride to a restaurant, to a base amishta, or some sort of ring, some sort of clothing to be seen in. Rad explains that when he comes, when he rides on a fancy horse, and a tabasa yada, so they're going to give him a better portion. So we're asking, Rapapa is asking, is this considered something that is considered and would be usher? So can Shimon borrow these things from moving or not? Can Shimon pass through Ruvain's land? Ruvain only answered Shimon, Tavanas Michael, does it extend that he wants to go to the space Mishnah? Can he cut through Ruvain's land or not? Tashma, Abu Tabas. The Mishnah said that difference, one of the differences when Ruvain answered Shimon and Hanas from everything versus Hanas Michael is that Hanas Michael, he, Ruvain can still lend him a, a, a shirt to Talas and Zamun Tabas. Hey, dummy. So, what exactly is going on? And saying it has nothing to do with him going to a base mishta, and it's not it's shalali raisbahen. He just wants to borrow it, just nothing in service of food. So of course, there's no reason he's not. He didn't answer. He didn't answer enough from Shimon only on rifle. So why should he not be able to lend him these kalim elavada afilu raisbahen even? If Shimon's going to use them to go to a base Mishnah and get more food because of it, the Katani Mashile, and we see that you can lend it to him. So Mars says, no, no, Raya. You can't bring Raya from the Lailailam. Shaladi Raya is really, we're talking about where Ruben would lend these to Shimon just for general, not for him to try to get more food out of it. And the whole Seifa is really just Agav, right? There's not a huge Chiddush. But the, this, the, we just were going to explain, and we'll get to why in a second, why we have to say enough of a Kibra that. Siv and these sort of things are going to be usher if Ruben answered Shimon to Hanas Michael. So we said this last case of the Chaluk and Tabas and Talas and Nizamim Agav that. Now, the whole Davar She'in Isin Ba'echel Nefesh says the Mishnah. So any any Kli that you would not be used for Echel Nefesh, Makam Shemaskirin, so it's a hammer, if you rent it out, Kiyetzbem Asr, then Makam Shemaskirin, Kiyetzbem, then it's going to be Asr. Again, like we explained, that any time it can be turned into money, moving is providing Shimon, is lending him a keli, a hammer, that Shimon would otherwise have to borrow. 
have to rent, since he would have to pay money for it when moving saves him money, that's essentially considered Hanas Michael. Money equals food. So the Gemara says, Mekal, Deresha, Avopi, She'en Maskimi. So in the Reisha, what we're saying is that moving cannot lend Shimon enough of the Kibra These Kalim used in preparation for food, even even though they, in a place where they wouldn't be rented out, Montana. So the Gemara is trying to go back to similar, like we asked on the right after the first mission in the parak. Montana, who is the Tana that holds the things that moving wouldn't really care about? What's called Viter? It's going to be Aser. So I'm not about We know this. It's really Ezer he. Okay, so we're saying that now we're trying to, we're going back and providing a little bit more color to the first Mishnah. That this that we said, and it's, we already said that the Mishnah was Rebeliezer because of Jesus Haregel is going to be Usher when moving Usher Shimon on everything. So it's just another, it's just another touch point to say that the Mishnah is Rebeliezer from Nafa Vakim Rechaim. Because the only reason that it would be Usher is, is if you hold that Vitor is Usher. So the next Mishnah. Hamodr Hanam so let's say, again, Ruvain says Shimon cannot have any enough from him. Ruvain can still give his shekel to the Chumas Halishka. So we're going to bring three examples over here. So Shekel means that, let's say, Shimon had to give a shekel to Chumas Halishka. Now, the Chumas Halishka was money, we've had this a number of times, Chumas Halishka was money that was collected from everybody that was the Machsa Shekel, and that money went into the into the lishka, and they would take chuma three times a year, and they would use that money for kabbana sibur. So what we're saying here is that shekel is shikli, that Ruvin is allowed to give the shekel on behalf of Shimon. Why? Because anyway, Shimon is going to be included in the kabbana sibur, so he's going to get the he's going to get the uh, benefit whether he provides the shekel or not. So when Ruvin pays the shekel on his behalf. So it's not considered that Ruvain, that it's not that Ruvain is providing benefit to Shimon, because Shimon anyways would be included in the Kabbalah Sibar. That Ruvain can pay back Shimon's chayv for him. And we'll have to get into that. And Ruvain can return Shimon's Aveda to him. Okay, and again, we're going to discuss that extensively in the Mishnah. The Pashtun understanding is that Ruvain, um, is giving Shimon back an object that really belongs to Shimon, and I is benefiting him by giving by being master of Eda. Well, that's a mitzvah, and therefore, like we said, that a mitzvah Ruvin is allowed to still do a mitzvah. And the fact that Shimon's getting his object back, well, it was Shimon's object anyway. So there's no real tangible direct benefit that Ruvin's providing to Shimon by giving him back his aveda. But in a place where, and this is a little quirky, it's a little different than we had we saw this case in Ksubis, towards the end of the Masechta, and here we're quoting it a little bit differently. In a place where normally the master, the person returning the Aveda, the finder, would get paid for because he missed out on some wages, he had to spend time doing it. So if it was, the, it was a place that was a Makam, it was a Minigam Makam, where they would pay for that, and let's say the finder refuses to take money, so now the problem is that if, it's, if, Sh, if Shimon would normally, in this situation, have to pay whoever found this Aveda. If Ruvain happened to be the one who was the finder of the Aveda, and Ruvain doesn't want to take money, so he can't, Shimon just can't keep the money, because he should have been paying money, and he's not allowed to have enough from Ruvain, and therefore, people on the Hakdish. So Shimon has to now, he has to part with that money. He can't get any Hanal from Ruvain. If Ruvain doesn't want to accept the money for returning the Aveda, then Shimon has to give that money 
too hectic. Okay, so the Gemara says like this. Let's focus on the case. And we'll discuss in the round exactly which case we're focusing on. Um, but let's use, for example, the Pareya Chayvai. So Shimon borrowed money from Amalve. Uh, now we're saying, Ruvay means a lot of payback. Shimon's Chayv. So Alma, Avruchi Ariba Amahu, we see that Priyas Chayv is considered Avruchi Ari, which means that you're just preventing destruction. Meaning when you, when you look at, and we said that this is one of the examples, even though Ruvay and Asher Shimon have any hana from him, Ruvain is allowed to chase away something that's going to destroy Shimon's property. So Ruvain's allowed to provide the benefit. So too, we're going to say that Pirayim Chayv is considered Mavruchi Why? Because all Ruv, the way we're viewing this is that Ruv, what Ruvain is doing is he's getting the Malva off Shimon's back. That's Mavruchi He's not providing Shimon actually any benefit. He's just making it, he's Removing the destruction, meaning that the Malva can't come be taking the Chayv from Shimon. So, who's the Tana that holds that Priyas Chayv is a Ruchayari? Meaning, there's two, there's two ways we could look at it. We could say that if I pay off your Chayv for you, I'm providing you a benefit, because otherwise you would have to pay money. The other way to look at it is that no, that I'm not providing you a benefit, I'm just getting the Malva off your back. So who is the Tana that holds that Priyas Chayv is in the category of Luchayari, in which, in a case where Ruvain, Asher, Shimon, and all of his things, Ruvain would be allowed to be Madriachari. We said that that's one of the exceptions. So, Amr you know who the Shita this is? Zudivrei Chananu. This is the Shita of Chananu. We have this at the end of Ksubis as well. <clears throat> now, this is going according to Chananu, meaning that and the Gemara is going to quote the case later, but let's just Quote here that if a person, if a person goes to a man goes to Medina his wife needs mizaynas. He's supposed he's supposed to provide mizaynas, and his wife comes and says, um, "I don't have any mizaynas," and some benefactor, third party, goes ahead and says, "You know what? I'll pay for the mizaynas of the isha." So the the isha in this situation to her husband would be like the malva, and this benefactor is now giving her mizaynas. Says Hanan that Hanan holds. That this benefactor didn't provide any benefit to the Baal because all it did was that is not considered providing benefit to the Baal. All he did was get the wife off the Baal's back. The Baal is now gone. But if the Baal was, that's really all he did. The, Baal, the wife in this situation functions as the Malva. And therefore, it's not when I, when I'm Mavriachari, that's not considered providing benefit. And since I didn't provide benefit, when the ball comes back, the benefactor, the third party that actually gave the wife money from his illness, cannot get his money back from the husband. So, and this is Hanan. Again, so if we, if we align the cases, we see that they parallel. That, in general, if the, if the wife is considered the malva to the Baal, and someone comes along and pays off the malva, it's not considered benefit. You know how I know it's not benefit? It's Hanan because the husband, when he comes back, doesn't have to pay the third party, the person who paid, who gave the wife mizanis. So too over here, Ruvain paying the malva, Shimon's malva, the money, is mafriachari, and it's not considered that Ruvain provided benefit to Shimon. He asked him benefit, it's not considered benefit. So that is where Ravashia says that our Mishnah is going to Hanan because that Pariyas is in the category of mafriachari. Rava Amar, then no. 
You don't have to limit our Mishnah to Hanan. And even according to the Rabbanim who argue on Hanan and hold that if when the Baal comes back from overseas, he would have to pay it back, still over here, we can say that Ruvain is allowed to pay off Shimon's Chayv. Why? Because we're talking about a case where Shimon's Chayv was a very specific type of loan. Even you could say our Mishnah is not limited to Hanan, but even going to the Rabbanim, what are we talking about in our Mishnah? That really Shimon's Malvik lent Shimon the money, saying you don't really have to pay me back at any specific time. And therefore, it's not a chay that was actually due. So when Ruvain goes ahead and pays Shimon's chay off for him, it's not considered like he gave any benefit to Shimon because the Malva wasn't going to be today the money anyways. And that's why over here, he's allowed to do it. My Hanan, so now, we kind of spoke this out, but what is the machoikis between Hanan and Rabban? A man goes overseas, someone stands up and decides he's going to be chivalrous, he's going to provide, the man didn't leave food for his wife, he's going to provide food for, for this guy's wife. Okay, that he lost his money. He's, when the husband comes back, he doesn't have to pay it. When the husband shows back, shows her back, he goes to Bezdin, he he provides some sort of proof, he swears how much he money he put out for the Mazanis of this guy's wife, and he gets the money from the husband. That he lost his money. Now it's interesting, and we discussed this kind of in Subas, but just to quickly recap, Hanan said, even as he lost his money. Now, according to the Pashat understanding, it's another example of how he lost his money. Meaning, either that a tzvi runs very fast, so if you put your money on the karen, the horns of a tzvi, your money's gone, because they run very fast, or because a deer sheds its antlers. So if you leave something on something that's going to be shed, so then he's going to lose his money. But there was a third example, that really, Rebbechelen ben Zakai and Hanan, yes, there's a general machlikis here between Benikhan and Benon and Hanan, the Rabban and Hanan, whether or not the guy can get paid back. But really, and Rabbi Yechem is actually seems to be taking Hanan's side, but really they're having a side machoikis. That the Chachamim hold, that the Hanan, I'm sorry, holds Ibn Esma Isa. You lost, you don't get anything, you don't even get a Mitzvah Tzedakah. And Rabbi Yechem says, Hinech Ma'isma Karen Hatzvi. That Karen referring to something that is a Mitzvah Tzedakah, Karen Ta'im Asalam Haba, Tzvi, and went through based on the Gemara at the end, the Ksubis refers to Paris. So it's it's one of the things that is, it would be in the category of Tzedakah, that yes, in general, Hanan and Yechem and Zakah agree that this shlish, this person that was the Parnas, was Parnas, this guy's wife, would not get paid back, but they're having a sign machlikis whether or not he at least would get a mitzvah stuck or not. Now, so we have a machlikis whether our Mishnah is Shitas Hanan, that was Ravashiyah, or Rava saying that it could even be the Rabbana. Now, Rava, uh, so why didn't Rava say that Ravashiyah and limit our Mishnah to Hanan? Well, that's simple. Because he'd rather be able to to say that our Mishnah is going according to everybody, even like the Rabbanan. Why, why pigeonhole our Mishnah into Hanan? But the question is, why did Rabbi Yishiyah choose to learn our Mishnah only like a Das Yachim like Hanan? Why didn't he go like the Chachamim? So he'll say, Rabbi Yishiyah, because the only way to make it work in the Rabbanan is by saying that the case of our Mishnah is where the Shimon doesn't really have to pay. Well, the problem is that the Rabbanon, Rav holds that the Rabbanon would have a gzera, that even in a situation where Shimon would have to pay, where Shimon's loan was structured with his balchayv, with the malda in a way that he didn't actually have to pay, we, the Rabbanon would still not allow Ruvain to pay off, 
to pay off his chayv because it would at least be examined. Meaning, yes, in that case, he's not providing showing benefit, but that's not the normal case of lending money. And therefore, the Rabbana would be geyser and say that even though in this case there's no direct hanah to Shimon by Reuben paying it off because the Shimon's balchayv made a loan that didn't really wasn't really collectible, but most loans are not like that, and therefore the Rabbana would make exera. Now, just one thing just to really speak out, um, on the same shot, and I said that I would get back to it, is we kind of skipped over Shekel HaShikloi. So the Ran says that this whole question of Avruche Ari, this whole sugya, when he said at the beginning, Vishari, the Ran says at the beginning, So we explained it, moving and Shimon's Chai, but we really didn't discuss at all. Moving, the Ran says that it's going on moving, being Shekel HaShikloi, giving Shimon's Machs shekel for him, which is interesting, Okay, and we, we spoke it out. We said that Ruben's allowed to do it because Lamaisa, he's going to get the benefit. Shimon's going to, even if he doesn't end up paying, he's going to get the benefit of Shekel Shekel. He's going to better be included in the carbon seabird. That's the way it works. And, but we're saying that it's in, also in the concept of Maria Hari. Why? Because Shimon is going to be, it's at least a partial way of understanding it, that Shimon now has, is, owes money to the Jumas Alishva. So, I, how would we understand this in the Rabbana? And so the Ran speaks out that we're talking about a case over here, very specifically like Taisa setting Subas when we brought this case in, that that Shimon really gave his shekel. It just got lost. It was some something that happened afterwards, and therefore it's not really his responsibility to pay the money at all. That since it was lost after it was lost after the Trumas Lishka was already done. Let's say it was in root and it was lost. So the, the Bryson brings down, we have this in Shkallim, but the Bryson brings down and says that Shimon is not going to be on the hook for the money. And therefore we could avoid the whole Machlikas Rabbanon over here. So essentially what we're saying is it's not really a chayv at all. It's just this thing that Shimon, Shimon um, didn't lamaisa give money. And that's what we're saying by Ruben giving the Shekel, even when Shimon isn't chayv, that he's not really providing Shimon any benefit because anyways Shimon would be included in the carbon Tzibar. And like the Ron explains, that no one's coming to be Tavea the money from Shimon. So we're, we're avoiding we're avoiding this whole Machlikis of Hanan and the Rabbanon. Okay, now, Lamaskana, just in the case of Hanan and Rabbanon, I just want to speak out one additional thing, which is interesting that the Ron brings down here, Barichas. He says, and we did mention this in Shitas Rashi, back in Ksubas, when we brought down Hanan and the Rabbanon, that this, that Hanan holds that the husband goes overseas and the wife needs money and someone stands up and decides to give the wife money, the Hanan says that he won't get his money back. That is, that is if the person was Amaru Kirnis. He stood up and decided to do it. Nobody, the Baal didn't ask him. Obviously, the Baal would have asked him, and of course the Baal is going to be Chayev. There's nothing to talk about. And the question is, what happens? The, the Ran brings on the Rashba saying that this, this, this example of where we're saying that the Baal is going to be Potter is only if he specifically says that the the Shlish, the person that stands up to provide the Pyrenees to give the food to the wife, says that I'm giving it for food. But if he just gave money Stam, the Rashba says that that is considered a Chayv and the husband would have to pay it back. However, the Ran, like Rashi said, back in Subas, argues, and he says, well, no, it's not true. The question is, what's the stam? If you just go ahead and give money stam, the Rashba holds, if you just give money to the woman and you don't say it's from the Zenith specifically, then the husband would have to pay it back. The, like I said, the Ran, like the Rashi, Subas holds that the woman could definitely, if the woman asked 
this guy to borrow money. So then, if she specifically made it into a loan, then her husband would be on the hook for the loan. But Stam, we assume Stam would be from the Zainas, and according to Khan, the husband would not be on the loan. Okay, and we'll stop here at the two dots, and we'll pick it up as really a new Surya, uh, as a Shem tomorrow.